الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى ما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وهو يتولى الصالحين سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Qur'an وَهُوَ يَتَوَلَّ الصَّالِحِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be the wali for those mu'mineen who are called salihin. Salihin means those who are loyal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those who are true to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those who are righteous, pious servants and slaves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala If a person can make themselves from the salihin Allah Ta'ala will become their wali. This is a very big promise from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This is a very big gift from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Otherwise in this day and age, if somebody does what they were supposed to do, you will give them their salary, you will give them their wages, you will give them a good grade, you will give them an A, you will give them a degree, you will give them a diploma. But Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has given this promise in Quran, that if the believers do what they're supposed to do, then they become salihin. They become salihin mu'mineen. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes himself their wali. What does wali mean? In English you can say wali is guardian, protector, custodian, caretaker, provider, friend, lover. All of these words in English together would be what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling wali. And an example of this is in Sharia, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used the word wali for a parent for their children. Father and mother, the parents are the wali of the children. Wali means that they are the caretaker and guardian and custodian of their children. And even the ruler is supposed to be the wali of all of his citizens. That is the concept of ruling in Islam, that the ruler, the head of state, the head of government, what is his relationship with the citizens? He is their wali. He is their biggest wali. He is their supreme, not commander, supreme ruler. He is their supreme wali. He is their greatest benefactor, their greatest custodian, their greatest caretaker. Our own shaykh often gives this example, that if a person is going on hajj, and his children are going with him. So if you ask his son, maybe it's a 10-year-old son, 12-year-old son, 14-year-old son, that have you applied for Hajj? He will say no. Have you gone to the embassy? He will say no. Have you purchased your ticket? He will say no. Have you gotten the visa on your passport? He will say no. Have you arranged for accommodation? He will say no. Have you arranged for food? He will say no. Have you arranged for transport from airport to Makkah Makarramah to Medina Manarah? He will say no to every question you ask. So then you ask him that, Oh my son, how are you going on Hajj? So he will say, I'm going with my father. That's my one answer to everything. It means I have a wali. I'm traveling with a wali. And that wali is going to do all of the caretaking for me. So when Allah says in Quran, وَهُوَ يَتَوَلَّ الصَّالِحِينَ 
It means Allah Ta'ala is telling us that, O oh believers, if you become salihin, Allah Ta'ala will take care of everything for you. Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala will take care of everything for you. Now, to become salihin, we have to leave our sins. And most of the time, the reason a person faces difficulty in this world or they can't handle that difficulty is because of their sins. Most of the time a person either faces difficulty or can't handle the difficulty is because of their sins. Facing difficulty means you have a problem, setback, (coughs) failure, disappointment, betrayal, let down, shortfall, so many things happen. Sometimes they happen because of our sins. And sometimes they happen not because of our sin, but because that's the way of life. Allah Ta'ala has made this world a place of testing. But how well can we bear with that test? So if a person falls into depression, falls into sadness, leaves ibadah, leaves dua, doesn't know what to do, or doesn't feel like doing anything, says they have apathy, they're disinterested, they dislike doing anything, they don't want to meet anyone, they don't want to sit with anyone, they don't want to talk to anyone, they don't want to do anything, that is because of their sin. So the difficulty came as a normal test in life, but their reaction to that difficulty can determine whether that person is sinning or not. Why? Because when do you need a wali most? The weak and oppressed and those who are afflicted and in adversity and in difficult times, they need a wali. So that mu'min who had made themselves from the salihin, they will also face difficult times. They will also be tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah ta'ala will become their wali in their difficult times. So therefore they won't have any stress. They won't be depressed. They won't have apathy. They will continue functioning. They will fight themselves out of that difficulty. They will work themselves out of that problem. They will be patient. They will have hope. They will look forward to the future. That is a sign that they are from the Salihin. So very easily, Allah SWT told us in Quran, Salihin, Take yourself out from sins and instantly, automatically, Without fail, Allah Ta'ala will become your wali. There's no delay that I become salihin today, Allah Ta'ala will become my wali later. Instantly, automatically, in every sense, the mercy of Allah Ta'ala will surround that person, will overwhelm that person. Now we'll give you a few examples from Quran. Normally, in a society and in our sharia, women and children have always needed a wali. Whether it may be the father or then the husband, and for the children, their wali is their parents. So we will show you some examples from Quran of women and children, how Allah Subhanahu was their wali. First example is saying that in the Maryam radiallahu ta'ala anha, where her father had dedicated her to a life of ibadah and worship, and placed her under the care of the Nabi of the time, Sayyidina wa Nabiyina Zakariya alayhi salam. And Sayyidina Zakaria used to provide for her, for her needs, for her food, etc. One day Sayyidina Zakaria he had left that place of worship. And he had planned to return soon, but whatever he was doing engaged him. So he ended up unable to return. And he started getting worried about Sayyidina that who's going to take care of her, who's going to give her food, who's going to provide for her. Here when he came back, 
he was thinking that he would find her in a state of hunger, in a state of difficulty. So Allah Ta'ala describes this. And one of the very, very few things about Sayyidina Zakaria son that we know about. Very, he had a whole life. From his whole life, Allah Ta'ala told us a handful of things. Very few things. One of those things is the story. That when Sayyidina Zakaria entered upon the place of worship and saw Sayyidina Zakaria doing ibadah near the mihrab and he found wajada in the and he found that she had sustenance and food to eat. So he asked her, Ya Maryam, anna laki hada, that, Oh Maryam, where did you get this? Because up till now I've been the only one who provided for you. So she responded to him, Who am in Indillah? That that risk, this fruit and sustenance you see with me, this is from Allah SWT. Allah Ta'ala provides for whomsoever He wills without any means, without any sabab. Normally, hisab means without any amount, without any quantity. Here it means without any asbab. Now, who is she telling this? She's telling a prophet. Now who knows more about Allah Ta'ala than the Prophet of the time? But even Nabi Zakaria had forgotten that Allah Ta'ala could miraculously provide for Sayyidina And he had been worried about her because his focus was on the asbab. So this is the way Allah Ta'ala was the wali of Sayyidina because she was a woman from the Salihat. Then Sayyidina Hajar Same concept. Sayyidina Ibrahim was commanded by Allah Ta'ala to go on some task. And like we've told you before this story, there's no mention anywhere. What was the purpose and the place to which he was being sent? Because that wasn't relevant to us. What was relevant to us was he was told to leave his wife and newborn baby. Where? In Avadin Ghayrazizatin. In the valley of Makkumakarma, which has no vegetation, no plants, no shrubs, no food, no water for life. And when he told her this, Sayyidatana Hajar Rudyatana, so first she asked him that, okay, you know, why are you leaving us? And he was quiet. And then she asked him again, that, why are you leaving us? And then she was quiet. He was quiet. And then when she realized and she asked, she changed the question a third time. She said that, are you leaving us? Because Allah Ta'ala has revealed to you that Allah Ta'ala has told you, Allah Ta'ala has commanded you to leave us. So Sayyidina Ibrahim Alayhi said, yes, I'm leaving you because Allah Ta'ala has revealed to me that I must leave you. She said, okay, fine. Now he left her. Now can you imagine at this day and age if a person leaves his wife and children and travels somewhere for some journey, for some conference, and he has left them with a house, with a car, with a driver, with fridge, with money in the drawer, with a bank account, with a card. Still he worries about his wife and children. <laughs> and here Sayyidina Ibrahim is leaving his wife and baby with nothing. <laughs> with nothing. <laughs> in a place where there's nothing. No food, no shelter, no water, nothing. Not even a tent. Not even one bottle. <laughs> Allah Akbar. So he leaves her, and then all of you know the story. They say that the say that the Hajar she ran between Safa and Marwa, Safa and Marwa, Safa and Marwa, and after the seventh time she ran, then Allah Taala made the baby Ismail Islam was kicking the ground with his heels, and then the water and well of Zamzam sprung forth, and they had water which is the source of life. So this is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala who Allah Subhanahu wa Taala being the wali. 
of the Salihin. And third example of Quran is that of children. Very long story in Surah Kaf about Sayyidina Musa salam and Sayyidina Khizr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And these two are traveling. And Sayyidina Khizr tells Sayyidina Musa that you won't be able to understand many of the things that I do. Long story. Three things happen in that journey. One of the things that happens is that the two of them, they're very tired, they go into a town. And the people of the town refuse to be of generous grace to them, refuse to give them food, refuse to host them. So then they leave. On their way out, Sayyidina Khizr, he sees a wall that has fallen down. You can say the rubble and leftover of all. And he starts picking it up. And he starts rebuilding the wall, means erecting the wall again. So Sayyidina Musa doesn't understand that why is it that you were doing this? So then Sayyidina Khizr tells Musa, okay, هذا فراكم بيني this is, this is the separation between me and you. And he explains to him the reasons of the things he did. And here... He explains to him that I'm erecting this wall because underneath this rubble, fallen down bricks or stone of the wall, lies the buried treasure of some young orphans. Wakana Avuhuma Saliha. And the father of these two orphans was Salih, was from the Salihin, was righteous, was virtuous, as pious. And now they're orphans, so who do they have? Wahu Yatawalla Salihin. Allah Ta'ala is the wali of the Salihin. It means that in this verse from Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala is teaching us that if we become salihin, not only will Allah Ta'ala take care of us, He will take care of our children, our descendants, our offspring. In fact, some of us of Qur'an have said that this wasn't their father, this was their seventh generation great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. Seventh generation jad. Seven generations earlier they had somebody who was salih in their lineage. And therefore the Nabi of the time, Sayyidina Musa and the Wali of the time, Sayyidina Khidr are engaged in hard manual labor, picking up stones and building the wall again, so the two children can have access to their money that is buried. Allah <coughs> So when Allah Ta'ala is the Wali of the Salihin, He even can send the Nabi of the time and Wali of the time to do khidmat of their offspring. This is how much Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala is the Wali of the Salihin. Our problem is we haven't even tried to enter the ranks of Salihin. We are so busy following our nafs, being tricked by shaitan, chasing the dunya, trying to please makhluk. There's so many things that we're doing. If you ask a young man or woman today, or even a middle-aged or elder man or woman today, that what are the things you think you need to change about yourself? Very few would even have it remotely on their list that I am a believer, I'm mu'min, but I'm not from Salihin. The biggest thing in my life is I have to make myself from the Salihin. They won't talk like that. They say I need to get a bigger house, I need to open up another shop, I need to get a promotion, I need to have more children, I need to get a better car. This is their total range of things on the horizon. Very few people even have that intention and desire and if our names are not on that list, if our names are not on the list of Salihin, then tell me, is there any other list that is worthy for us? Hmm? If our name is on the list of Karachi Grammar School A-Levels graduates, if our name is on the list of IBA and Lums graduates, 
if our name is on the list of doctors, if our name is on the list of defense, is there any list that can compensate for our name not being on the list of Salihin? It's a problem. But we don't think about it. And most of us would have to be honest enough to say my name is not on that list. Yes, only Allah Ta'ala's karam and fazl that my name is on the list of mu'mineen, but my name is not on the list of salihin, my name is not on the list of muttaqeen. If we know that about ourselves, if we acknowledge that about ourselves, when are we going to do something about it? Hmm? When is that going to change? Can somebody say, yes, I've made such a plan, it's going to change this year? Well, fine, it's December something, it's going to be January. Can somebody say, I've made a firm commitment that by the end of 2014, my name will be on the list of Salihin? It's not even thinking about it. It's not even on their mind. Even a young man, if I ask him, have you even thought of this by the age of 40? My name will be on the list of Salihin. He says, never thought about it. Those who are above 40, if I ask them, why you hit 60, that your name will be on the Salihin. So I'm not thinking about it. And now I'm worried about my kids, next time I'm worried about my grandkids, now I'm worried about my retirement. Strange. A man is 50 years old, has lived most of his life. Now you would think he would be worried about Akhir. Now I'm worried about retirement. I'm worried about what's going to happen to me after I'm 60. Oh, look at me. How many years have you been living Cover your and instead, still you're not thinking about Akhirah. You're thinking of what am I going to do in my retirement. Allahu Akbar Kameera. That Allah Ta'ala who provided from you from 0 to 60, you don't think He can provide for you from 60 to your grave? Hmm? What's going to happen after you die? When are you going to start thinking about that? I'm telling the younger people this, that don't think that somehow you're going to get mature when you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. Because I can tell you the ones who are 30, 40, 50, 60, it doesn't happen automatically with age. It's going to happen when you make this niya, when you have this talab in your heart, that I have to change. And to make yourself among the salihin earlier is easier. It's more difficult to do it later. As you grow older, it gets more difficult. More difficult to change your habits. More difficult to change your ways. More difficult to change your thinking. That's why Sayyidina Rasulullah in so many hadith used to tell youth. Youth in our deen means twenties. Make yourself from the salihin. Now, don't wait till later. It's not going to happen on its own. So when we make ourselves amongst the salihin, that's all we had to do. Then Allah Ta'ala takes care of everything in this world. This ayah is not about akhirah. That Allah Ta'ala will be their wali on the day of judgment and give them akhirah. No, this ayah is talking about dunya. This ayah is talking about dunya. That if a person becomes salihin, Allah Ta'ala will be their wali in all worldly matters. In their life, in their job, in their education, in their career, in the protection of their home, protection of their family. This is what the other verse is talking about. Allahu Akbar. So this is what we call dunya through deen. Yes, this is what Allah promises in Quran. You make yourself amongst salihin, Allah will take care of everything. That's the Ba Mahavara and Grizi Tarjama. salihin. You make yourself among Salihin, Allah Ta'ala will take care of everything. Now that means even the Akal would say that, okay, if you want to do well in the world, 
and your mu'min, first thing, make yourself among salihin. Because if you make yourself among salihin, Allah Ta'ala will take care of everything in the world. He will settle their affairs. He will settle their matters. Hmm? And then obviously in the akhirah, Allah SWT will grant them reward. Another way you can understand this is that Allah Ta'ala will support them in this world. They will have the support of Allah. You see, today if somebody says, right, this and sort of the elites, they love to have certain people in the power structure. I remember when I was a professor, sometimes our students used to say that, oh, my father wants me to join CSS. So I would say, okay, fine. He said, but the problem is, I don't want to join CSS. So I would say, okay, you do what you like. And then he went against him, and my father wants me to join CSS. just somebody out of this room, because I didn't understand the sociology of the society. So then he explained to me, he says, no, my father says that at least one of us must be in CSS. Why? Because then we will be a support to the family. We will be able to support what? We will be able to support the land holdings, the feudal structure, the this, the that. Right? And if somebody has somebody in their family who's an MA or MPA or bureaucrat or civil servant, they feel they have a support. Hmm? That's how Pakistan they say, Ya Rishwat, Ya Sifarish. Actually, the Muslim society will say, Ya Takwa, Ya Zikr. But here, Ya Rishwat, or Nekulog, Chal Rishwat, Nekulog, Chal Rishwat, Nekulog, Chal Rishwat, I know so and so, I know this person, I know that person. Right? And جو بہت نیک ہوتے ہیں وہ سفارش صرف اس لئے استعمال کرتے ہیں تاکہ رشوت سے بچیں یہ ہمارا حال ہے لیکن I know somebody in the electric company who can get me the meter without me having to pay bribery for it right so using سفارش to avoid رشوت this is the basic thing nobody can escape that all of us are stuck in that so what does it mean people are get happy they have support and some people, mashallah, they strategically structure their sons. One son should be in military, one son should be in civil service, and the other son can be a doctor. And if they have a fourth son, shy, fourth son ko malvi banai. If Allah Ta'ala gives them a fourth one. The first three have to fill these key positions. Why? Because they want support. Hmm? So wouldn't it be much easier hmm, if somebody believes in this system that you need support in this world, you need help in this world, so wouldn't it make sense to get the help of Allah subhanahu ta'ala? Wouldn't it make sense to get the support of Allah ta'ala? What other benefit is there to being mu'mini? Look, a non-mu'min cannot help and cannot count on that support. Obviously, they don't even believe in Allah ta'ala. They deny the existence of Allah ta'ala. But if you're mu'min and a believer, how could we not try to be amongst the salihin? It's like imagine somebody who in their family, you meet somebody who has these connections, and they say, Kaam ne horas. He said, Bhai, aapko to bhai generally. Usko to kaya do. To isi tarah, Bhai, aapko to rab Allah hai. Usse to maang do. You have the biggest connection. You would be stunned if you met somebody and they said that my brother is the general, my other brother is the prime minister, the other brother is the, whatever is the third one, the secretary, right? He said, Aapko kaam phir bhi nahi chana. He said, How is it possible? Hmm? So why is it possible that Mu'mineen, they have Allah's mount out of their Rabb and their matters aren't settled? It's because they're not Salihin Mu'mineen. Sounds like a strange thing to say, but it's true. They're sinning believers, lazy believers, neglectful believers, negligent believers. Hmm? 
Either we're negligent about ibadah, we're negligent about adab, we're lazy in akhlaq, we don't have sabr, we don't have shukr, we don't have haya, we don't have taqwa, we don't have sidq. All of these things are missing. If you took a checklist of the Qur'an and put it to our life, it's amazing. It's very simple. We may be doing many other things, but if you don't fulfill the checklist of Qur'an, what are those other things, what are those other things that are benefit? Hmm? Being an eloquent speaker, highly educated, or highly learned, or highly well-off, if you don't have the checklist of Qur'an, is that really going to benefit us? Hmm? So let's see what Allah SWT says in Quran. Ajeeb ayah. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. That all oh, you who believe. In tansulullah. That if you help Allah Ta'ala. Now what does it mean? Allah Ta'ala doesn't need our help. Means if you are true to Allah Ta'ala. If you are true to the mission of Allah SWT. If you are true to the servants of Allah SWT. If you do khidmat of deen, khidmat of khalq. Then Allah Ta'ala gives the promise. Yansurku. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. وَيُثَمِّدْ أَقْدَامَكُمْ And Allah ta'ala will make you firm and steadfast. Hmm? So to get the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the stability from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if somebody has problems, for example, in their home, husband and wife quarrel, or parents and children don't get along. Hmm? So what's the greatest thing that can help us is Allah ta'ala's help. If we come more on deen Make ourselves from the salihin Then we will get the special help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And he will fix the different problems we have in our life And our problem is we have stopped thinking this way We think we can manage the problems ourselves We think we can help ourselves It's not going to happen Without becoming from Salim, we will just move from one problem to another. One problem to another. There will be a few days, everything is fine, then again there will be another problem. Then maybe, yes, we will use all of our resources, pull ourselves out of that, then there will be another problem. We won't be settled, we won't be stable, we won't be happy, we won't be content. A mu'min can't be content unless he's from the Salihin. One big mistake many of the Muslims in Pakistan have, is you don't realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made different standards for different types of people. I'll give you an example. So if as a professor I have students who are BA level, and there are also some MA level students in the same class, they can both attend the same class, but I will have different standards of marking for them. The MA student will have to write a longer thesis. I will expect a more sophisticated type of argument from the MA student, right? I will have different standards of marking. Just like that, for this world, dunya, Allah Ta'ala has made different standards of marking for mu'mineen and non-believers. Non-believers can get success in this world without being from salihin. That's not required of them. For them, the only standard Allah Ta'ala's put is asbab. It means it's up to them, they want to have a system of justice, they want to make laws, they want to be honest, or they want to be corrupt and have injustice. There's no requirement for them to be salihin. Because they're lower category. They don't believe in Allah Ta'ala. The higher category human who believes in Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala has given them a higher standard of marking. For them to be happy and content and settled in this world, they have to be salihin. 
If they don't make themselves from Salihin, they will end up in one difficulty and another and another and another. So don't look, and what happens is when people look at those communities and societies which are doing very well, but they're not societies of believers. So they can do very well without Iman. Me and you will never be able to do that. Yes, there is one way we can do that if we lose our Iman. Yes, literally. If you want to be able to get progress in the world without having to be amongst the Salihin, there's a way to do that that's called losing your Iman. And you will find there are some Muslims in the world who are living like that. So you may find that they don't pray and they don't fast. They've given up all of these things with their Iman. Al-Tal says, okay, fine. Then I don't hold you to that standard anymore that you have to be Salihin. You will get the world based on the asbab of the world. So sometimes they do very well in the world. And sometimes they themselves think that, okay, this must mean that we don't need Allah Ta'ala. Look, we left Allah Ta'ala, we stopped praying, we stopped fasting, we stopped doing sabr, we stopped having haya, we don't control our gaze, we don't observe the Islamic norms of gender interaction, and everything's going fine. And our worldly life is picking up, and we're getting immigrations to Canada, and our business is taking off, and... Etc. Etc. They don't realize <laughs> that's a very dangerous sign. <laughs> we should be scared if we get progress in dunya without being salihin. We should be scared. Now, another meaning of wali. So this was the meaning of support. Another meaning of wali is trust. You trust your wali. Wali is the person you trust. So Allah subhanahu wa saying, وَهُوَ يَتَوَلَّ الصَّالِحِينَ It means that Allah is saying we should place our trust in Him. Absolute trust. Unqualified, unconditional trust. Now if we're able to trust our elders, which we should, we're able to trust the ulama, the awliya, our parents, our even good friends, hmm? maybe our brothers, our uncles. So why do we find it so difficult to trust in Allah Ta'ala? What does it mean? When you trust someone, when you have a difficulty, we're talking again, the whole topic today is dunya. When you have a difficulty in dunya and you trust someone, what does it mean? You trust them to guide you out of it. And when you trust them, you will do what they tell you. So if I ask you, okay, why are you doing this? I was like, no, my brother told me this is what I should do. So well, why are you listening to your brother? So no, I trust him. I trust him. Trust means that I will do what they say. I will follow their instructions, their guidance and advice because I have trust in them. So trusting Allah Ta'ala means that we follow the commandments and injunctions of Allah SWT. Trusting Allah Ta'ala doesn't mean that leave everything and do tawakkul. No, no. Trusting Allah Ta'ala means that what Allah Ta'ala told you to do, you do it. That's also part of the trust. So isn't it strange? That we are not able to trust Allah Ta'ala when He is our ultimate guardian, protector. Hmm? Now the question is, what are the attributes of the Salihin? How to become one of the Salihin? Right? So what we did, we gathered all the verses in Quran that mentioned the word Salihin. Very interestingly, about half of the verses in Quran use the word Salihin for the Anbiya. So Allah Ta'ala will mention different Anbiya and say they're from Salihin, they're from Salihin, Lut from Salihin, Nuh from Salihin. So this gave us a very big lesson. 
that the first and foremost of the Salihin obviously are the Anbiya al-Mursaleen are the Prophets and Messengers of Allah they're the Imams of the Salihin but they themselves were also extremely righteous and pious and if you look in their stories you will find ultimately although yes they also had difficult if you look at their stories you will find all of them had difficulties in the dunya they had difficulties in the dunya but they all ultimately prevailed they all ultimately found happiness why because allah ta'ala is the wali of the salihin all right then the rest of the verses mention some attributes for me and you to reflect upon that if we can follow these things that Allah mentions in Quran then we can also become from the Salihin so the first passage is taken from Surah Ali Imran 3rd Surah of Quran verses 113 to 114 the context of this is actually Allah was talking about Ahl Kitab and here Allah is saying means that they're not all of the Ahl Kitab are the same and then Allah Ta'ala talks about those people from Ahlul Kitab who accepted Iman. Who accept Iman. And they are going to be called from the Salih. So what are they? Number one, Ummatun Qa'ima. They are a firm and steadfast group. What does it mean to have istiqamat? To be steadfast, to be regular, to be committed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is first attribute of the Salihin. What does it mean? Not that they pray sometimes, don't pray sometimes. They lower their gaze sometimes, don't lower their gaze sometimes. They have sabr sometimes and then get angry and react sometimes. No. Salihin are those raqa'im. They're firm and steadfast. They always pray. They always have sabr. They always have haya. They always pay zakat. They're always kind. That is called salihin. So first attribute then is for us to be more regular and steadfast on things. The way to begin this journey is pick, start with one thing in your life. Because most of us are actually in such a state that almost everything in our deen is up and down. Almost everything. So pick one thing and make yourself qaim, daim, firm on it. Maybe it's fajr salah, maybe it's lowering your gaze. Maybe it's withholding your anger. Maybe it's not having jealousy. Maybe it's being kind to your wife. Maybe it's being kind and loyal to your husband. It can be many things. There's so many teachings of deen. Start with one thing. Because many times people have this fear. That they So when you pick one thing and become calm on it, you get one success under your belt, you get one success, then you will know, I can do it. It's possible for me. And it's possible for you. MashaAllah, look at people in the dunya, they do so many things regularly. You go to class regularly, or you go to work regularly, or you eat breakfast regularly, hmm? you take showers regularly, you make yourself clean regularly. There's so many things in the dunya that you do regularly. You get your car serviced regularly. Yatak. You get your car washed regularly. You get the car engine tuned regularly. There's so many things we're doing regularly. Why? Because we know if I'm a bit irregular, it's going to cause a problem for me in dunya. If I go out with a dirty car, I don't like it. If the engine isn't tuned, I don't like it. If I'm not clean, I haven't showered, I don't like it. Hmm? If I don't eat on time, it's difficult for me. 
So much more than the difficulties of doing something in the world irregularly, much more than that is the difficulties me and you are facing in our life because we're irregular in deen. You understand? Imagine that person who sometimes is clean, sometimes goes to work smelling. Sometimes his clothes are ironed, sometimes they're wrinkled, sometimes he eats, sometimes he goes hungry. Hmm? How difficult would that person's life be? Even more difficult than that person's life, spiritually, is that person who sometimes prays, sometimes skips prayer, sometimes has supper, sometimes gets angry, sometimes treats his family well, sometimes mistreats them. Even more difficult is that person's. But they don't realize it. So the first attribute of the Salihin is to be qa'in. Second, yatluna ayatillahi ana al-layli wa hum that they recite the verses of Allah at night and they make sajda. Now this, that's the literal translation. Gener- generally it's referring to some type of night prayer or tahajjud. Even generally it's referring to ibadah. They are people of nafil ibadah. So the second attribute of salihin is that they like to worship Allah Ta'ala. That's what it means. They like to worship Allah Ta'ala. They regularly worship Allah Ta'ala. They like to read Quran, they like to pray, they like to make sadda ibadat. Ibadat. This is another problem that we have. We are trying to be on deen without ibadat. Very strange. It's like a person trying to be a student without studying. It's like a person trying to be a professional without working. Hmm? We actually try to be a doctor without healing. <laughs> trying to be an accountant without accounting. It sounds funny almost. But we are trying to be on deen without feeling and enjoying about it. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't succeed that way. We have to enjoy ibadah, we have to feel ibadah, we have to make ibadah. Yes, no problem. If you have less time, you make less ibadah. The proof of that is when you have more time, you make more ibadah. You cannot say this first half of the sentence, I'm too busy and I have less time, therefore I make less ibadah. You can only say that if you can say the second half of the sentence, at the same time, when I have more time, I make more ibadah. So, for example, those who are university students, most of you these days are on your, what we would call Christmas break, holiday break, winter break, right? You have more time. Are you doing more ibadah? Are you reciting more Qur'an? Are you praying more salah? Are you making more du'a? If the answer is no, that even though I have more time, I'm not doing more ibadah, then you can't use the first half of the sentence, that when I have less time, I make less ibadah. You can't use that. Because it's a proof that it's not about time. Even when you have more time, you make less ibadah. So it's not because you have less time, you make less ibadah. It's because you're not from Salihin, you make less ibadah. So they like to worship, they enjoy worship, they feel in their worship. And obviously again, if you ask the akal, a person says, obviously this is what a mu'mineen should be. The akal will tell you that whatever you do in life, you should enjoy it and be good at it. If a person is a doctor, he should enjoy medicine. Right? If he's a professor, he should enjoy teaching. Right? So then, if you're a mu'min, why don't you want to enjoy ibadah? If you're a believer in Allah Ta'ala, 
Why don't you enjoy talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So second attribute of Salihin is that they're people of Ibadah. People of Ibadah. Third, يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ That they believe in Allah Ta'ala and the last day. Now what does this mean? We all believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. To believe in Allah Ta'ala وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ To believe in the last day. Here when Allah Ta'ala uses this phrase in Quran, it means they believe in Akhirah. That all the time they're thinking about Akhirah. They're leading Akhirah-driven lives. That's what it means. Third attribute of Salim, that they lead Akhirah-driven, Akhirah-oriented lives. The fact that there is an Akhirah is always in their heart and mind every second, every minute. They never forget Akhirah. They can't forget it. If you look at us, this is also absent. Most of the time we're oblivious to the fact maybe in some gathering like this, or maybe sometimes when we pray, we remember and realize there's something called Akhirah. But most of the time, it's not in our consciousness. It's not in our thinking. We're oblivious to it. Fourth category of Salihim. وَيَعْمَرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْحَوْنَ عَنَ الْمُنْكَرِ That they enjoin and invite and entice people to do what is good and virtuous. And they try to distract and take away and prevent evil from happening in this world. So they're agents of good and enemies of evil. This also is lacking in us. Why? Because we're just basically very self-centered. We're living our own life. If there's a good going on, we fail to join it. If there's an evil going on in our society, in our neighborhood, in our city, in our society, in our country, or in the world, we fail to even condemn it. We fail to even condemn it. You may not be able to do something about it. It may be not in your range of ability. But everybody can condemn it. Okay, even if you can't condemn it with your tongue, at least you could condemn it with your heart. You could feel a feeling of sorrow and grief and sadness at that evil. Let's say, for example, poverty in the city. Now you have to travel a bit out of this neighborhood, but you will see that there is poverty in the city of Karachi. Now how many people in the city are doing something about it? Few. Okay, then the ones who aren't doing something about it, how many are talking about it? Still too few. Okay, they're not doing something about it, they're not talking something about it, but at least they feel it in their heart. They have an empathy. A dard, a gham. They have a feeling in their heart that this is a problem. Even that is very few. The unfeeling, unspeaking, not doing, it's uncaring. So that's not, yeah, that's not the people. Ya'maluna. If there's some good in this world, how many of us are sharing that good with our friends? Strange people today are shy and scared and embarrassed of sharing good. Which good? If there's something good in the dunya, they're not embarrassed about that. They will tell their friends that there's this real estate deal, there's this job opening, there's this scholarship, there's this offering. They will tell everybody that. 
but they're too shy and embarrassed to do dawah too embarrassed to share some talk about Allah Ta'ala and the Prophet Somebody thinks like that. Huh? That people already think I'm worldly. What if I give them another advice? They're going to think, oh, all this person thinks about is money. No? The second you find out of a good deal, you'll tell your friends. Hmm? Sayyidina Rasulullah said, Ad-Deenun Nasiha. That deen is Nasiha. Deen equals sincere advice and counsel for other people. What does it mean? Ad-Deenun Nasiha means if you're not a person of Nasiha, you're not really a person of deen. Next attribute of the Salin, وَيُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ and they hasten. Now, khairat can mean that they hasten to do good deeds. It can also mean they hasten to do good acts of benefiting others. And that includes also charity. So they hasten to that which is good. Good for themselves or good for others. So the key word here is وَيُسَارِعُونَ Hasten. They're quick to do good. They don't think. They don't second-guess themselves. They don't hesitate. They're not lazy. They're dynamic. They're dynamic. That would make them salihin. Then Allah Ta'ala ends this passage, وَأُولَٰئِكَ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ After mentioning all of these characteristics, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأُولَٰئِكَ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And those people who have all of these features, all of these attributes, those people are from the salihin. Then another characteristic, and this is Allah Ta'ala again mentions about Ahli Kitab. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, which is the fifth surah, verse number 83. That, that when they hear that which Allah Ta'ala sent down on the Prophet that you will see that their eyes are becoming watered with tears. From they recognize that what is being revealed to the Prophet was true. So it means that their heart is moved by Qur'an. And literally they are moved to tears by the Qur'an. This is another attribute of Salihin. That we have been moved to tears of sadness in our difficulty. Everybody here today has cried at some point in their life. Everyone. Now we may have cried for many reasons. Maybe we cried out of sadness. Maybe we cried out of pain if sometimes we were in some accident or something misfortune happened to us. But should it not be that at least at some point in our life we should also be able to feel this type of crying? The crying at realizing that Allah Ta'ala is communicating to me. The crying at realizing that Allah Ta'ala is a true Rabb and He's talking to me. Hmm? That's also a type of crying. And that is also one of the sign of the Salihim. This verse itself which you recite in the beginning salihin. this is actually a statement of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu this is in Surah Al-Araf which is the 7th Surah of Quran verse 196 Allah Ta'ala previously earlier in the Surah told the Prophet Qul say these 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 things and one of those things is that inna waliyani inna waliyi Allah 
that indeed my wali, inna wali Allah, Allah is telling the Prophet say this statement, that indeed my wali is Allah SWT, inna wali Allah nazzal al-kitab, that indeed my wali is Allah Taala who sent down the Quran upon me, wa huwa yatawalla salihin and Allah Taala takes care of the righteous ones. What does this verse mean? This means that an attribute of the Salihin is Ajib. attribute of the Salihin is that they know that Allah Ta'ala is their wali. And they live their life with that confidence. They live their life with that confidence. Inna wali Allah. That indeed my wali is Allah. This is another attribute of Salihin. This is what I mentioned to you earlier. That a person gets confident if they know they have some support. And if these people have the support of Allah SWT and they know that Allah Ta'ala is their wali. Then another place in Quran, Allah Ta'ala mentioned a very interesting thing. That some people say that they will wait. And they're busy setting themselves up in dunya. And then when Allah Ta'ala gives them wealth and status and settles them in dunya, then they will become pious. Exactly a misunderstanding that many young people have today. That first get settled, then turn to thee. Allah specifically mentions this in Quran. This is Surah At-Tawbah, Surah 9, and this is verses 75 to 78. Muminhum, and from them there are such people. Man Allah that they make a promise to Allah SWT. لَإِنْ آتَانَا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ That if Allah Ta'ala gives us from His fadl, which means His grace, His generosity, here it means His wealth. When Allah Ta'ala gives us wealth and ease in the dunya, لَنَسَنْدَكَنَّ <coughs> That we will give sadaqa. So they make a promise to Allah Ta'ala, if you give me wealth in this world, I will give charity. وَلَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And then I will also be of the people who obey you. So what are they doing? They're making it conditional. First, Allah Ta'ala, you will give me wealth and hook me up in the dunya. Then when that happens, I will give some charity as well. And then I will make myself from the salihin. So then Allah Ta'ala continues, فَلَمَّا أَتَاهُمْ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ When Allah Ta'ala then gave them wealth, He gave them dunya, He settled them in this world, what did they do? بَخْلُوا بِهِ They become greedy with it. means they didn't give sadaqah. They didn't share the wealth. They didn't spread the wealth. Even though they said that's what they would do. If Allah Ta'ala gave them wealth, they became stingy with that. And they turned back on their promise to Allah And they spurned and they turned away. So what does Allah Ta'ala do to such people? That Allah Ta'ala places in their spiritual hearts nifaq. They live a life of hypocrisy. جب کوئی اللہ تعالیٰ کے ساتھ دو رنگی اختیار کرتا ہے تو اللہ تعالیٰ دو رنگی ہی اس کی زندگی کی حال بناتا ہے they were untrue and hypocritical Allah Ta'ala تو Allah Ta'ala inscribes on their hearts a life of hypocrisy Allah Akbar what does this mean? it means they suffer from all types of hypocrisies for example Publicly, with their client, with their patient, with their colleague, they're very nice and smiling. With their own family, they have bad adab and akhlaq and get angry. Publicly, they appear like a pious person. 
when they're in privacy and they do unspeakable sin. They live a life of hypocrisy. Their public profile is one thing and their private reality becomes something else. Why? Because they said first we get dunya, then we become salihin. Very dangerous, very dangerous. And then they stay on the state of nifaq until when? Until the day that they will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because they broke the promise they made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And because of the lies they used to tell. Alam ya'lamu anna Allah ya'lamu sirrahum munajwahum That don't you know that Allah Ta'ala knows what they keep secret munajwahum and even their whispering. What they keep secret and even what they whisper. Wa anna Allah allamul ghuyub. And Allah Ta'ala is all knowing of everything that is unseen. So it means from this passage, what? We should not say that we get fixed in this world first and then fix our deen second. No. That's the wrong 30. Fix your deen now. And then along with your own efforts to fix your dunya, because you fix your deen, Allah Ta'ala will be your wali and He will also fix your dunya. <coughs> then you will end up with both things, deen and dunya. Then another longer passage, Surah An-Kabut, Allah Ta'ala mentions... But That if people think that they will have Iman And Allah Ta'ala won't test them He won't put them in trial What does it mean? That everyone who believes Allah Ta'ala will test them Whether they're going to be Salihin Mu'mineen Or Ghair Salihin Mu'mineen Alright وَلَكَدْ فَتَّنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ And indeed we tested all those who came before them. فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ And Allah Ta'ala will learn who is true in their iman and who was untrue in their iman. What does it mean? Who believes is true when they believe and obey. And who believes is untrue is that person who believes and still disobeys. It's not just about believing. It's about whether we obey and disobey. But then there are some people, Man kana yarju Allahi. So another attribute of Salihin is those who yarju Allah, they want to meet Allah Ta'ala. They're yearning to meet Allah Ta'ala. The actually this is the feeling in their heart. They can't wait for this world to their life in this world to end so they can meet Allah Ta'ala. Doesn't mean they're suicidal or they try to end their life, but it means they're in anticipation. For example, let's say there's somebody who goes to work at nine AM and he knows that night, let's say there's some friend of his visiting, he has invited him over for dinner. So you can say all day he's in and doesn't mean he's going to leave work. He's going to work till five. He's not going to try to end work early. But his hal, his kafiyat, his state throughout the day is all day he's in anticipation and thinking about the meeting with his friend that night. Right? But outwardly people won't know that. They can't see that's in his heart. Outwardly he's working. He's in his job, he's in the meeting, he's conducting class, whatever he's doing, everything he does with full 
attention, full devotion. But in his heart there's another yearning going on. He's in anticipation, yearning, hopeful, longing, anticipation of the meeting of my friend that night. That's what it means. Salihin, they fully function, exist and work in this world. But throughout the entire duration of their lifetime, just like that person during the entire day that day at work, throughout the entire duration of their lifetime, they are just in yearning of anticipation of when they will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. Man kana yarjulaka Allah. Those who know Arabic grammar, when kana comes on mudara, yarjul comes for istimra. Means man kana yarju. So the way you translate this is those who every second of their life, yarjulaka Allahi. Every second of their life, they're always yearning to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's true in that example. That person, every second at his day at work, he was waiting to meet that friend at night. No matter how intense the meeting was, no matter how busy he was, his heart never lost that yearning and longing and anticipation to meet his friend that night. After his work ended. Just like that, the Salihin yearn to meet Allah Ta'ala, which will happen after their life ends. فَإِنَّ أَجَلَ اللَّهِ لَآتٍ And indeed the time that Allah Ta'ala has decreed for this meaning, لَآتٍ will happen. وَهُوَ السَّمِيُّ الْعَلِيمُ And Allah Ta'ala is all hearing and all knowing. وَمَنْ جَاهَدَ فَإِنَّمَا يُجَاهَدُ لِنَفْسِ And that person who makes any effort, he makes it only for his own sake. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَنِيٌّ عَنَ الْعَالَمِينَ Allah Ta'ala has no need of anything in the world. Strange. At one place Allah Ta'ala says He is Rabbil Alameen. Hmm? All of you know that Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And here Allah Ta'ala is saying إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَنِيٌّ عَنَ الْعَالَمِينَ Rabbil Alameen means Allah Ta'ala is the caretaker, nurturer, sustainer, provider of all of the worlds. And here Allah Ta'ala is saying is yes, but at the same time Allah Ta'ala has no need of the worlds whatsoever. He is Ghani. He absolutely has no need whatsoever. So what does it mean? Don't think that Al-Ghani means, it means Allah Ta'ala is even more loving. You see, when somebody has no need whatsoever and still does something, this is, can only be their love. So Allah Ta'ala ghani from the Alameen, but still He has chosen to be Rabb of the Alameen. Allah Ta'ala doesn't need any one of us, but still He has chosen to want each and every one of us. Wallahu yad'u salam. He wants everyone to go to Jannah, although He has no need for any one of us to be in Jannah. But He wants it. This is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And those who have iman and do righteous deeds, لَنُكَفِّرَنَّ عَنْهُمْ سَيَّعَاتِهِمْ Allah Ta'ala says, We will drop from them all of their sins and their wrongdoings. وَلَنَنْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَحْسَنَ الَّذِي كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And we will give them a reward much much better than what they used to do. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمَلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَنُنْخِلَنَّهُمْ فِي الصَّالِحِينَ So Allah Ta'ala ends, I skipped one or two eyes in the middle, uh, but Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala ends this passage of Surah An-Kabut, that those who have iman and do righteous deeds, Allah Ta'ala will enter them amongst the ranks of the salihin. 
Here another verse of Quran Allah SWT mentions that to pay to give charity is also a mark of the Salihin. And this verse Allah Ta'ala mentions about somebody who dies, right? An Yahtiya Ahadukum al Mot. And then the person would say, For Yukulu Rabbi Lola Akhaltani ila Ajalan Karibin, that oh Allah, if you were to give me a little bit more time, then what would I do? Fa asandaka wa akum mina salihin, I would give sadaka and thereby become from the salihin. So it means by giving charity, and charity again is a feeling. It's not just the act of giving money. By feeling that empathy for reducing or eliminating poverty, by actively taking a part in that, maybe sadaqah of money, maybe sadaqah of time, maybe sadaqah of mind, giving any and every type of sadaqah that a person has, then wa'akum min salihin means the person after death would realize this, that if I had given more sadaqah, then I would have been from the salihin. Again, another thing we're missing. Now, who is going to give sadaqah? Who can, by definition, those people who have more than they need? The poor are going to give sadaqah. The lower middle class aren't going to be able to give sadaqah. The middle class, depending on whether they look upwards in dunya or they're content, they may or may not give sadaqah. But once you start entering and crossing middle class, these are the people who can give sadaqah. It's very difficult for a person to part with their money. You observed it. The more money they have, the more difficult it is for them to part with it. Illa mashallah. Except for a few people. And then strains and they start to say things, no, but I earned it. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> they lay claims to their money. Why? Because I earned it. I worked hard for it. Whereas they were supposed to say, Allah Ta'ala gave it. Allah Ta'ala provided it. <laughs> There are other people who worked as hard as you and their business flopped. <laughs> so just hard work doesn't mean you get money. You don't think they worked hard. They flopped. There are other people who are working hard as you, they didn't get the promotion. There are other students who worked as hard as you, they didn't get the admission. Hmm? So there was something else going on also. So giving sadaqah is also part of the salihin. So this covers from the Qur'an, and obviously there's even more things mentioned in the hadith, but because time is short, so these are the, all the things Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in Qur'an. It's a start. It's a long list right there. <laughs> it's a long list that most of us need to work a long time on. Then there's some easy ways to become from the Salihin. One is to love the Salihin. Imam Shafi said, Uhimbus Salihina Walastu Minhum. Uhimbus Salihin, I love the Salihin. Walastu Minhum, even though this was his own humility about himself. Walastu Minhum, even though I'm not from them. La Allahu Yarzukni Salaha. Maybe Allah Ta'ala will also make me Salih. So to have love for the Salihin. To love. The Salihin, to love what about them? This, to love their being Salihin. Because when you love something and appreciate something, it's natural then you will be motivated to want to have that. It's natural. And this is also a problem. One reason that we are not from the Salihin is because we don't have a love and appreciation for Salihin. 
So because we don't have love and appreciation for them, even one step backward, we don't even have interaction, knowledge, recognition of them. So then we're losing a big motivation to give, come from the Salaheen. Then to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To make dua to Allah ta'ala to become from the Salaheen. Ajeeb, I will show you from Quran, three anbiya. In Quran, three anbiya made dua to Allah ta'ala. Make us from Sal. They were Nabi. And they were already anbiya. They were min nabiyin and they were making dua to Allah Ta'ala make us from the Salihin. First Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam to in Surah Al-Nabal, <coughs> Surah 27 verse 19. This is when Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam famous story when he heard the ant. Right? All of you would know the story that him and his procession were coming, marching. And there was an ant that could tell from the vibration of the earth that a lot of people are coming. And we better all go underground otherwise we will be run over. So Allah Ta'ala gave him this miraculous power to hear and understand the speech of the ant. So when he heard the ant, right, doing nasiha and khair and to her fellow ants, so فَتَبَسَّمَ ذَاهِكًا So he smiled laughingly, min kolha, based on after hearing what the ant said. وَقَالْ And then he made dua. Ajeeb. Many nukat in this. Khair maqala. Rambi awzi'ni an ashkara ni'matakallati an amta alayya wa ala walidayya wa an a'mala salihan tarzahu wa adkhirni bi rahmatika fi ibadika salihin. Right? So dua he meant that, O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I ask that you enable me, bless me, to be a person who is grateful to you for the blessings you have given me. So you can say this is another character of salihin, they do shukr. They're grateful to Allah's blessing. And that I can do such a good deed that makes you happy. That's love. When you love someone, you want that somehow you can do something that makes them happy. He's a Nabi. <laughs> but he's seeing through his Nabuwa how happy Allah Ta'ala was with the ant. Ajib. Ek nabi ek chunti per rush kare. Kinki us nabi ko Allah Ta'ala ne wahi diya ke Allah Ta'ala is waqt is chunti sitna khushe. To nabi ne isko doa ka mokha samja. Aka Allah Ta'ala mujhse bhi koi aise kaam le. Jisse tu khush ho jai. Allah Akbar. Ajib. Means they're lovers of Allah Ta'ala. So, and Allah Ta'ala recorded all of this for in Qur'an. Me and you, neither we take the lesson from the ant, nor do we take the lesson from the Nabi Sulaiman. So he made dua to Allah Ta'ala. وَأَنْخِلْنِ بِرَحْمَتَكَ فِي إِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ That Allah Ta'ala make me, from your mercy, make me also from your salihin ibad. So, so you can find this dua and read it and memorize it. Surah Al-Naml, which is Surah number 27, verse 19. You should make this dua also. Right? That's why the dua is there in the Quran for us. To make and to recite and to feel. To feel like that. Another thing about this, I was telling the many nukat. Another thing here, we learned that you don't always make dua when you're sad. فَتَبَسَّمَ ذَاهِكَ he was making dua happy. 
He's smiling laughingly, Nabi Sulaiman. So this is also listen to what I'm about to say very carefully. You must learn to make dua in good times. So that you will be able to make dua in the bad times. And if you don't make dua to Allah in good times, you will just become depressed and sad in the bad times and your heart won't even feel like making dua to Allah. You will just lie on the bed in a state of depression. You will just sit in the chair and stare out the window. And you will know, I should make dua to Allah Ta'ala. I should pray nafil. I should pray to hajjah and ask Allah Ta'ala for extra help. I'm in a tough time. You will know that in your mind. But you won't be able to do it. You won't actually practically be able to do it. Why? Because you didn't make dua to Allah Ta'ala in the good times. And that person who makes dua to Allah at times of joy, at times of happiness, at times of ease, at times of success, then they will find it automatic that they turn to Allah Ta'ala in dua in times of difficulty, times of test, times of stress. Just another nukta here. And when, what is the dua that you should make to Allah Ta'ala in good times to be from the Salihin? You've given me salaha, in other words, virtue and grace in the world. Good times means this, things are going well. So that's a perfect time to say, Ya Allah, you've made things go well in my dunya. Make things go well in my deen. You're making me successful in my dunya. Make me successful in deen. Aapna mere jismani risk ka bandabas kiya. Mere ruhani risk ka bhi bandabas firma. Aapna jismani risk ki betri mujiddi. Ruhani risk ki betri bhi firma. That's more important. More important. Then next Nabi Sayyidina Yusuf Al-Islam. He made dua to Allah Ta'ala. Make me from Salihin. So longer dua, but I'm going to tell you the last half of it. So this is Surah Yusuf, obviously Surah number 12, verse number 101. Fatir samawati wal ard. Allah Ta'ala is the originator, original creator of the heavens and the earth. Anta waliyyi fi dunya. Dunya. Anta waliyyi fi dunya. Oh Allah Ta'ala, you are my wali in this world. When you say these du'as, you will start feeling like that. Same thing Sayyidina Rasulullah said later. Hmm? That's also I read for your Quran. Anta waliyyi fi dunya wal akhirah. You are my wali in the dunya and the akhirah. Tawaffani Muslimah. Allah Ta'ala, raise me up. Let me die in a state and be raised up in a state that I'm Muslim. Wa al-hikni bis salihin. And join me with salih. He's Nabi. <laughs> Nabi Yusuf is making the Al-Hikni bis Salihin. Join me with the Salihin. Allahu Akbar. Third Nabi, Sayyidina Ibrahim salam, also made dua. Rabbi Habli Hukman, that O oh Allah Ta'ala give me wisdom. So you can say wisdom is another attribute of Salihin. Wa Al-Hikni bis Salihin. And join me with the Salihin. So three Anbiya made dua in Qur'an. Then you also have dua of say same thing of Ibrahim that we should make dua for our children to be from the Salihin. Rabbi habli min salihin So our dua of Ibrahim Surah Al-Shu'ala, Surah number 26, verse 83. And then dua of Sayyidina Ibrahim for his son, Surah Safat, Surah number 37, verse 100. Rabbi habli min as-salihin. Allah Ta'ala, gift me a child from the salihin. 
This you can say before conception, during pregnancy, and even after birth. Because even if the child has been physically gifted to you, but his spiritual condition can still be gifted. <coughs> so now, last thing we'll mention to you for tonight. Very simply speaking, to be from the Salihin means to obey Allah Ta'ala. If you want to keep it very short and simple. To obey Allah Ta'ala and obey the Prophet that person will be Salihin. That's simple. That that person who obeys Allah and obeys Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالسِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ That person who obeys Allah Ta'ala and obeys Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala obeys the Prophet they will be in Akhira with Salihin, yes, but also with Shuhada, also with Siddiqeen, also they will be with Nabiyeen, they will get Jannat al-Firdaus if they obey Allah Ta'ala and the Prophet and indeed these are the best companions to have Best companions to have So if we obey Allah Ta'ala We will become from Salihin And first step to do that Is to promise to stop disobeying Allah Ta'ala First step to obeying Allah Ta'ala Is to make niyyah That we will not disobey Allah Ta'ala like Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Rabbukum a'lamu bima fi nufusikum. That Allah Ta'ala knows most what is inside you, what you harbor in yourself. In takunu salihina fa innahu kana lil awabina ghafura. And if you are going to be from salihin and you turn to Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala will be all forgiving. So it means the first step is to make tawbah. To make tawbah from our disobedience. Then we will be enabled to come to obedience If we repent to Allah Ta'ala And hand ourselves over to Him Allah now I give up All of the wishes of my nafs That were against what you wanted me to do Everything that was against your wish I leave it all I drop it I give it up And I want to hand myself over to you So we could give ourselves to Allah Ta'ala Like a pure slave then nothing can attract you away from Allah SWT. Mansar Shaykh gave a strange example of a king and a queen and a garbage man. King and queen and a garbage man. So imagine a king who loves his wife, the queen. And he gives his wife, the queen, every comfort, every happiness, every provision, every support, everything that anyone can imagine. Now then imagine a garbage man comes and he tries to attract the queen away from the king towards himself. Is it possible? <laughs> that a woman is a queen, she's married to the king and the king is loyal, loving to her, doesn't look at any other woman, is deeply in love with her, provides for her, treats her like a queen, has made her the queen of his home, the queen of his heart. Is it possible then if some other person can come and distract the queen away from the king. Impossible. It could never happen. Never happen. Ajib, then our Mashaik mentioned that the king is like Allah SWT. And the queen is like Salihin. 
Allah Ta'ala provides for the Salihin so much, even more than that king provides for his queen. And shaitan is like the garbage man. <laughs> is it possible that shaitan can distract the Salihin from Allah Ta'ala when Allah Ta'ala is their wali and they're living their life and feeling like that? And so it means that we have chosen the garbage man instead of the king. <laughs> That's what it means. We have been distracted by shaitan or by nafs or by dunya or by creation or by fame or by prestige or by status. Whatever it was, all of that is just like a garbage man compared to the king Allah SWT. Hmm? That we hear the azan, we don't pray salah. That the Musaf copy of Quran is in our home, but we don't have time to recite it. That we have Musalla, but we never sit on it. That Allah Ta'ala is 24 hours available. This is one of the most important meanings is Al-Hayyul Qayyum. What does it mean? It means many things, but it also means He's always there for you. <laughs> He's ever attentive, ever listening. He's always there to hear and grant our du'as. And we haven't done that. So we have to become from the Salihin and then we will see Allah SWT incredible benefit. And another verse Allah said, Alaysallahu bikafin abduhu. That is Allah Ta'ala not enough for his servant and slave. Hmm? Ajeeb way Allah Ta'ala is addressing. Allah Ta'ala ki pukaare Quran mein. Alaysallahu kya Allah Ta'ala kafi nahi aapki nahi. Agar aap waqi unki bande hai, gulam hai, mu'min hai. Alaysallahu bikafin abduhu. Is Allah Ta'ala not enough for servants and slaves? That's a feeling. That's a feeling. We have to get that feeling in our heart that yes, Allah Ta'ala, you are enough for me. I am so embarrassed, Allah Ta'ala, you had to say this verse in Quran. Hmm? That you had to ask this rhetorical question. Hmm? Now can you imagine a husband has to go to his wife and say, am I not enough for you? Hmm? And a wife has to tell her husband, am I not enough for you? Hmm? Allah Ta'ala is telling this in Quran. Hmm? But is not Allah Ta'ala enough for his abd? That human who has chosen to believe in Allah Ta'ala, isn't Allah Ta'ala enough from them? So actually on this night, and we should make tawbah to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Ayyub Bikrim, we've tried many other things. We've gone to many other places. We've searched for many other avenues and venues of help. Tonight we make true tawbah and we just want you to become our wali. We want to obey you, be loyal to you, loving to you, true to you, pledge our hearts and our lives to you. And Allah, you are kafi for us. We realize now. We have come to this realization. But alhamdulillah, it's not too late. Because before death, Allah, you are kafi for us. You are everything to us. You are more than everything for us. That's the feeling you have to bring to Allah Taala. Allah Ta'ala, you are everything for me. You are more than everything for me. In fact, Ya Allah, by now you should have turned back on me. You should have given up on me. The very first time I disobeyed you, you should have struck me down. Yes, that would have been the haqq of Allah Ta'ala. The first time we disobeyed him with our tongues, he should have made us mute. The first time we disobeyed him with our eyes, he should have made us blind. The first time we listened to something we shouldn't have heard, He should have made us deaf. That would have been the right of Allah Ta'ala. This is Allah Ta'ala. His being Al-Halim is infinite, infinite 
grace and mercy and ilm that he has let us continue. So we should turn to Allah SWT and say, Ya Rabbi Karim, if you have left your door open to me for so long, for so many years, today now I'm presenting myself at your door. I'm presenting myself at the door of your mercy, at your karam, at your fazl. I want that you send your mercy upon me, send your forgiveness upon me, that you accept me and make me from the salihin. Put in my heart a love for the salihin. Make my life lived in the company of salihin. Make my heart yearn to be amongst the salihin. If we make this dua to Allah Ta'ala in our heart, inshallah every one of us here today, can become from the Salihin and can become the living embodiments of this verse that Allah SWT will become our wali, Allah Ta'ala will become our guardian and friend. So may Allah Ta'ala accept this niya from us on this night, may accept our tawbah on this night, and may make us into His obedient and loyal slaves. Wa akhirin da'wana and alhamdulillah hidam bin alameen. Wala ala sinuna Muhammad wa barik wa sallam Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam takfillana wa tarhamna lakunanna minal khasirin Allahumma janna minal muttaqin Allahumma janna minal salihin Alhikna bis salihin Walzukna salihin Wahablana minal salihin Ya Allah ya Rabbi kareem Ya Allah we are weak needy servants and slaves Ya Allah, we allowed ourselves to become distant from you, neglectful of you, negligent of you. Ya Allah, we led lives that were empty of you. But Ya Allah, we gathered here tonight to remember you, to come closer to you, to become true to you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept our coming here on this night, accept our gathering on this night, accept our tawbah of this night, accept our dua on this night. Ya Allah, make us your obedient slaves, make us your loving slaves, make us your loyal slaves Ya Rabbi Kareem put in our heart a need for you, a longing for you, a passion for you Ya Allah take out from our heart all the unlawful loves, the unlawful lusts, the unlawful passions, Ya Allah Rabbi Kareem make us people of feeling in our ibadah, people of understanding of our deen, people of kindness and compassion with others Ya Rabbi Kareem we ask that you grant us all of the sifat of mu'mineen all of the sifat of salih all the sifat of muttaqeen Ya Rabbi Kareem put a burning desire in our heart to be from the salihin and muttaqeen make it a mission of our life to become from the salihin and muttaqeen Ya Rabbi Kareem we need you Ya Allah we want you Ya Allah we need your wilaya Ya Allah anta waliyuna Ya Allah wa nahnu ibaduka Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah we ask that you forgive us for all of our sins all of our shortcomings, all of our failures, all of our laziness, all of our idleness. Ya Allah, make us steadfast mu'mineen, dynamic mu'mineen. Ya Allah, Bikrim, striving mu'mineen. Give us tawfiq to do mujahada for your sake. Ya Allah, make us people of himma, people of kuwa, people of istikama. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, take out the sadness from our heart, take out the depression.
depression from our heart, take out the sorrow from our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have tried many other ways to remove the hurt. Ya Allah, tonight we are turning to you, Ya Allah. Become our wali, Ya Allah. Remove that sorrow, Ya Allah. Remove that hurt, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the nur of your mahabba, the nur of your rahmah, the nur of your karam. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, hum aapko manne ke liye aaye hain. Aapko manwane ke liye aaye hain. Aapko paane ke liye aaye hain. Ya Rabbi Kareem, apna karam fazl ka maamla farma. Hume bhi apne ibadat saaleheen mein se bana. Hume bhi apne neek saale bande bande mein se bana. Hamare dil ko apne mohabbat se nabrez farma. Hamare baatin ko apne marfat se munawar farma. Hamare zahur ko nabi akareem sallam ki sunnat se muzayyan farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, hum aapki चाहने वाले बनना चाहते हैं हमारे दिल में भी अपनी चाहत नसीब फरमा यारे बिक्रीम वो चाहत जो आपने मौलाना रूम को फरनायत फरमाया वो चाहत दर्द जो आपने को फरमाया यारे बिक्रीम वो तलब और तकवा जो आपने तमाम सहावा को नवाजा यारे बिक्रीम वही तलब हमें भी नसीब फरमा वही तरफ हमें भी अता फरमा वही चाहत हमें भी नसा फरमा यारे बिक्रीम हमारे दिल सो गए हैं हमारे दिल मो गए हैं यार बिक्रीम आप करम फरमा हमारे दिल को नरम फरमा हमारे दिल को अपनी याद के लिए कबूल फरमा हमारे दिल को आपकी मोहम्मद के लिए कबूल फरमा इस दिल से जो भी नाजायज मोहम्मतें हैं अपने आप की मोहब्बत नफ्स की मोहब्बत दुनिया की मोहब्बत ना महरम की मोहब्बत यार बिक्रीम इन सब मोहब्बतों को निकाल दीजिए अपनी सच्ची मोहब्बत अदा कर दीजिए कुरान करीम की मोहब्बत अदा फरमा दीन इस्लाम की मोहम्मद अता फरमा शरीय की मोहम्मद अता फरमा नबी करीम ससम की मोहम्मद अता फरमा उनकी सीरत की मोहम्मद अता फरमा उनके सहाबा की मोहम्मद अता फरमा उनकी सुन्नत एक एक सुन्नत की मोहम्मद अता फरमा बिक्रीम हमारे दिल को इन तमाम मोहम्मतों से भरपूर फरमा और तमाम नाजायज मोहम्मतों को पाक साफ फरमा यानी बिक्रीम हमें भी अपने आखरत की फिक्र नसीम फरमा आखिर की तैयारी नसीब फरमा यानी बिक्रीम मरने से पहले हम सब से राजी हो जा हम सब से अपनी रजाता फरमा यानी बिक्रीम हमें भी ऐसा काम नसीब फरमा हमसे भी कोई ऐसा कॉल फेल साधर फरमा जिससे तू राजी होगा जिससे तेरी रजा हमें मिल जाएगा यानी बिक्रीम राजी हो जा राजी हो जा हमें अपने रजा के मुताबिक बना हमारे जिंदगी को अपनी रजा के मुताबिक बना हमारे अंदाज हमारे आदाय को अपनी रजा के मुताबिक बना हमारी तबीयत और मिजाज उसको भी अपनी रजा के मुताबिक बना अरे बिक्रीम हम बदलने के लिए आए हैं बदल दीजिए अल्लाह हम बनने के लिए आए हैं बना दीजिए अल्लाह अरे बिक्रीम हम संभलने के लिए आए हैं संभाल दीजिए अल्लाह आपके कर्म के वास्ते आपके के वास्ते आपकी रहमत के वास्ते बिक्रीम हमारे इन दुआओं को कबूल फरमा यार बिक्रीम जिसके दिल में जो दिली फरियाद है नेक तमन्ना है सबकी नेक तमन्ना है फरियादों को कबूल फरमा यार बिक्रीम आज रात हम जो तोबत आए हुए हम सबकी तोबा को कबूल फरमा यार बिक्रीम हम पहले भी तोबा कर चुके हैं नफ्सान वापस गालब आ गए थे हम वापस गुनाह में पड़ गए थे गफल में पर गए थे आज रात दोबारा तोबा कर चुके हैं 